Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. of the hashtag Miranda show on the chairshot.com and today I am excited to be doing an, a collaboration on an interview. Uh, uh, I'll explain in a second. I know that's loaded but it's uh, something I'm, I'm really looking forward to um, doing a joint interview uh, with a, a dear podcast colleague of mine out here in southern Arizona. Um, it, this is going to be a collaboration between the Hashtag Miranda Show and the Desert Wrestling Podcast. And today we're going to be interviewing the new owner of Texas League Wrestling, Marcus McGee. Before we get started, I'm going to bring in uh, my, my co-host, my co-interviewer uh, today. It's Mario Martin, the Desert Wrestling Podcast. Mario, how's it going today? Going good yourself, Miranda? Uh, I'm doing excellent. I'm very excited to do a joint interview with you. Uh, both of us are wrestling podcasts that focus in Southern Arizona. Uh, we are both big wrestling fans, and we also are fairly involved in down here. So when the opportunity oh, yeah. came, came to uh, have this interview, I knew I wanted to have you involved because, you know, we are both very committed and, and involved in our local wrestling scene as fans, as announcers, and, and very many other roles. And the Desert Wrestling Podcast has been a staple um, out here. You've interviewed lots of, of talent throughout the, the Desert Southwest, and uh, I think it's going to be uh, amazing that both of us will have the opportunity to, to interview Marcus and get to learn more about his plans and vision for Cactus League Wrestling. Um, but uh, real quick, how, how have you been doing through 2020? Let's see. I know when we last talked about this, I kind of described it like that Roman Reigns and Jey Uso match, you know. <laughs> well, there's times where I felt like the tribal chief, and there's times where I felt like Jey Uso just laying in the ring, not wanting to give up, you know. But then, you know, when you got that twin brother coming out, outside the ring wanting to throw that white towel and you got to tell them no don't do it you know so that's basically if i had if somebody else was to ask me to sum up 2020 i'd be like watch roman reigns and jay uso and i'll explain to you how my 2020 has gone (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're right there's some days you feel like roman reigns the champ ready to to take over the world and there's some days you feel like jay uso just getting beat up all over the place. But, uh, oh, yeah. you know, again, thank you thank you for your time. Before we get into today's interview, I do want us to give ourselves a chance uh, to let us know where listeners can find us on social media in case they want to follow the hashtag Miranda Show or the Desert Wrestling Podcast. 
me, myself, Miranda Morales. You can find me at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook. And of course, this show, the hashtag Miranda show, is part of the Chairshot Radio Network. So you can find uh, information on the latest episodes at Chairshot Media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and also at thechairshot.com. Mario, can you let us can find you on social media and the Desert Wrestling Podcast? Oh, yes. You can find us on Facebook. Our Facebook page is Desert Wrestling Podcast. Or if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can find us on not Twitter, I'm sorry, Instagram on Desert Wrestling Podcast 1. And for sure, we're going to get a Twitter started pretty soon, too, because my brother, he's all, I want to do the Twitter page for our podcast. I said, go ahead. Make sure you always put a hashtag and at everything. So don't forget that. So we will have a Twitter (laughs) coming soon. Then we do have a Snapchat. I mean, the only time I really use our Snapchat is like when the wrestling shows are going on and everything, you know, kind of like the backstage photos or, you know, interviews and we're just hyping up the show. So you can find us on Snapchat, Desert Wrestling Podcast, or our, I guess, the other name you can find us. And if you type in, will be Desert Rest, you know, short for wrestling in 2019. So more social media accounts coming for our podcast soon. Just Stay tuned, and if you want to listen to our podcast, you can find us either on Spotify or on iTunes. Just type in Desert Wrestling Podcast, and there you go. But if you can't find us, our links are on our page as well. So hope you enjoy our episodes, and more episodes will be coming along pretty soon. Now that we've gotten some of that housekeeping out of the way, I am very excited uh, to, to bring a, aboard our guest. He is the new owner of Cactus League Wrestling, Mr. Marcus McGee. Marcus, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. As, you know, uh, we're, we're both very excited to be interviewing uh, because, mm-hmm. honestly, the last time Mario and I actually even last saw each other was at a Cactus League Wrestling show earlier this year, back in February. And for oh, yeah. those who may not be familiar, Cactus League Wrestling um, was a promotion out here in southern Arizona, um, that ran uh, for a little over a year uh, up until the uh, current pandemic situation hit. During this time, not a lot of promotions, any in Arizona had been running. Uh, and so uh, with that pandemic happening, there also had been a change in ownership of the company. And Marcus, you've recently acquired Cactus League Wrestling uh, just a few months mm-hmm. ago, correct? Yep, August Yes, so still very, very new, but uh, it was pretty big news that you know Cactus League uh, changed hands uh, because it's not something that's very common that we've seen out here. Um, and you were, you know, really posting on social media and sharing the news with fans um, that that there is some new ownership. So. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that. I mean, uh, not a lot of people wake up in the morning or any morning or any time of the day and think, I'm going to purchase a wrestling company. Um, So can you tell us a little bit about the story about how you came to own Cactus League Wrestling? Yeah, sure. Of course. So um, I heard about it uh, online. You know, I heard about Cactus League Wrestling and I checked some things out. And this is prior to me hearing about the company being for sale. So. Uh, they were having a small show, a private event that I attended, and I really liked the product. And then um, I was trying to figure out a way that I can be involved within the product, you know, and um, there was really no clear answers. And all of a sudden, I got a message, you know, from the former owner saying that the company was actually going up for sale. Um, 
after someone informed me of it. So the training school and I met with them and we talked for a couple of days and that, that the rest was history. Mm. You you mentioned that you uh, had come to uh, you had heard about it on social media and came to a small mm-hmm. show of Cactus League. What else did you know about the company prior to purchasing it? Absolutely, absolutely zero. Mm. I knew nothing about the company. And so. With that, tell us a little bit more about where you're from, because I know that, um, you know, that could definitely be a question about who is Marcus McGee, um, you know, where where are you from, what are your ties to Arizona? Uh, so I'm from a small city in Ohio called Toledo, Ohio. Um, my ties to Arizona is I came here strictly for business. Um, I didn't come here with the thought of buying a um, wrestling company. As you said, not the average person wakes up on a daily basis and says, hey, I'm going to buy a wrestling company today. Things ended up falling into place. So my ties in Arizona are strictly business outside of wrestling. But um, luckily, I'm fortunate that I got into the wrestling business, too. Now, you also have have shared a little bit uh, through your own uh, YouTube page that uh, you you are a wrestling fan, and you previously have ties in wrestling to wrestle yourself. Can you share a little bit about mm-hmm. your wrestling fandom and also some of your training in professional wrestling? Absolutely. So I started wrestling back in 2014 uh, under a trainer named Bull Miller in a company called IWA back in Lancaster, Ohio. Um, and I did that for about five years, and I was trained by a lot of people uh, Bull Miller being the first trainer that I had. Uh, we have the Hunky Tunk Man in there training everybody. And uh, Al Snow. Wow. And, you know, everything that you've, you know, so so far, um, you've mentioned as far as now being an owner and, and some of your wrestling training. Do you have any kind of your fondest early memories of wrestling? Really, what, what helped inspire you to get involved in, in pro wrestling in any capacity? The first time I ever seen professional wrestling uh, that I can re- was when uh, Chris Jericho debuted in 1999. That was the first time that I can remember seeing wrestling. That's immediately I fell in love with it. I don't know if it was the sparkly jacket. I don't know what it was, but something about it uh, grabbed a hold of me. Never let go. That's great. So with your your background, again, as a, as a fan, as someone who, who trained in wrestling and now an owner, what? How would you say all of those three things is influencing how you are approach how you run Cactus League Wrestling? Okay, so um, for me, I have a very type of a uh, love for traditional wrestling. I also love technical wrestling. So I definitely will be implementing more of that. But you know, our storylines and entire shows, the things that I personally love as a fan, because I know that a lot of wrestling fans are in, indeed alike. So what the the entire goal of that is to you know, put it in places to where I pre where I know that a lot of other fans will. You just mentioned earlier that you didn't really know anything about Cactus League wrestling prior to purchasing it. Some people mm-hmm. may say that's kind of risky to invest your time and money into a wrestling promotion that you weren't really familiar with. Can you tell us a little mm-hmm. bit of kind of, you mentioned about wanting to be involved with the company and this opportunity coming up, but you know, it could have seemed like it's kind of a risky uh, uh, situation to kind of go into a company not really knowing too much about it. What made you feel like this was something worth investing? Uh, one, a lot of YouTube research. <laughs> I can give you some oh. credit for a lot of that. Um, I did a lot of research, and I watched a lot of the shows 
And also what really gave me the confidence to do it was the fact that I remember from the other side of the spectrum, being a wrestler myself and looking at the type of things that promoters do and thinking, well, I could, you know what I mean? And sometimes I would see things that could be shifted or changed that I would have done as a promoter myself. So once I had the opportunity to become one, I figured, you know, I could take all those things that I've learned from the other side of the spectrum and bring them over on this side. I'm going to have Mario jump in because I know he also has some questions that he wants to ask that are in a kind of a slightly different direction. Um, So Mario, Mm. go ahead and take it away. Okay, Marcus. Um, So since you mentioned how you're YouTubing about, you know, if you were your own promoter, so like how you're seeing things for CLW, like what is your big CLW? Like what, like you were saying, like what can you, like I say, improve or fix to make CLW stand out a little more than it has made. So whenever I get asked that question, my mind always goes back to the first thing, which is for me, the most important thing is building local talent. You know, um, mm-hmm. not overexposing the audience to things that are temporary. You know, I want to help build something here in Southern Arizona and say, these are the guys that we have here. These are the local guys. These guys are the big stars now, you know? So um, that's yeah. the thing that I want to see is just building local talent up and having, you know, the fans here have someone to look forward to that's actually here with them full time. I actually like that because, you know, that's what inspired me, you know, and my little brother and a good friend of mine to start our podcast and does a wrestling podcast because, you know, some of the local shows we would go to here in Tucson, like some of our local talent, you know, they are pretty underrated and they are phenomenally talented and everything. Well, and for you to say that, and for you to say that, you know, it just like it brings hope to Tucson, you know, to get our local talent talent more exposed, you know, for like YouTube and everything. Because like I said, we got so many underrated talent here. Like I just feel like, you know, they need to be exposed more and get more attention, you know, be like, hey, you know, okay. for example, I'm going to say Roman Alexander, for example, like he's a phenomenal person outside the ring and a phenomenal athlete inside the ring as well so for someone like him you know who deserves a lot of attention from other promoters and bookers outside of tucson and southern arizona to be like hey you know like i want to give this guy a try you know he's big he's got some charisma you know i want i want to try him and so let's say if i was from portland portland oregon or um seattle washington for example i'd be like you know what i'm going to get a hold of the promoter from clw I'm going to talk to him about seeing, you know, if we could use Roman for at least a month for a month, you know, just try him out to see how he fits in with our promotion. If he fits in well, you know, I want to thank, you know, yeah. how can I say it? Like, I know, you know where I'm going with it, but like, that's how, like, I feel, how I see your vision, Marcus, how you want to help our local talent and everything. So mm-hmm. I completely agree with you on that. And uh, my next question is, so since we're, ringing in on a new era for Cactus League Wrestling. Like, so with our current champions, like, are we going to have our champ- current champions stay champions, or are we going to go down, like, the WCW route when Vince Russo and Eric Bischoff <laughs> started the rebrand of WCW, you know, with the new blood and the – forgot, me and Randa were talking about it earlier. And, and the Millionaire's Club, yeah. Are we yeah, going to see it? A clean slate and, and all titles be vacated, or will the, the current champions still stay stay the same? So that is to still be determined. Um, as you know in wrestling, there's three words that are very popular with community, and that's subject to change. You know, change is always good, you know, right. and 
one thing that I will say since we're hitting on the championship topic is one teaser that I can give out is the unveiling uh, very soon, no particular day of a, a women's championship, because I also believe that women's wrestling needs to mm. be pushed here locally. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Well, there is that's some female wrestlers. Mm-hmm. We do have some underrated female wrestlers, too. So, hey, that's that's even better. I mean, kudos to that. Yeah. Let's see. Absolutely. So, Marcus, so since we have had many big names appear in Cactus League, like Karrion Cross, Killer Cross, I should say, um, Mick Foley, some of these big names that have appeared for CLW. Um, is there any other big names that you would like to make a special appearance for Cactus League Wrestling? Some names that are um, going around, usually bigger up in the indie promotions, like um, one of my current favorites, uh, Will Alday from Reality of Wrestling. He'll be in the first show here at Cactus League. Um, like I said, it's a lot of – I'm trying to build up more independent wrestlers, you know, um, mm-hmm. because if we if we only utilize the professional wrestlers and the people at the top of their game we have um, – We'll eventually, I think that it's time to make the change to start building towards something opposed, you know, running the things into the ground that we already have. Right. No, I agree with you. I mean, you know, like like you, I said before, when you mentioned you want to focus on our local talent, right there, that just blew me away. I'm just like, yup. I'm like, I think it's, <laughs> it's time for that. You know, a new year, the year's coming to an end, a new year's starting, so why not, you know, like you said, start new, start fresh, new chapter for Cactus League Wrestling. Oh, definitely. Marcus, I'm interested in knowing, you mentioned you did some YouTube research and you watched some of the, the videos and content of Dizzy, who previously worked with Cactus League. Who maybe impressed you or caught your eye that you does return to, to Cactus League? I know you mentioned Will Alday has worked previously, um, but I was just curious if there was any other uh, rest you saw kind of in your research um, that you hope do return to Cactus League at some point. Yeah, most definitely. Um, James Ellsworth, I feel like he's very entertaining. And uh, we've been in contact, you know, for the first show. Um, there's a lot of names. Oh, uh, Warpig Jody. You know, Jody Warby, mm-hmm. definitely <laughs> would love to see him back in Cactus League. Killer Cross, of course, you know, but that's a, a hard thing. Um, and so many names. Uh, Gino from, you know, uh, New Mexico. Gino told you so. I would like to see him. Mm-hmm. a lot of names that I've seen on there that I really appreciated. Wow. You know, um, the list goes on and on. That that was one thing that was very unique about Cactus League Wrestling, bringing talent from literally all over the United States uh, to Southern Arizona. You know, oh, with, yeah. with you know things that are new, I'm curious if there are things that are existing from Cactus League Wrestling that you still plan to incorporate or leave um, in the promotion. I know there's always this idea that, you know, new leadership means new changes, and, and we'll talk about that in a second. But I was curious if there's anything existing that you did see that you want to um, I think that's, that's a curious question for, for fans about what elements of, of Cactus League that maybe they're used to that they may continue to see in the future. Um, the They'll continue seeing the names that they want to see. They'll continue hearing the announcements that they've heard previously, continue seeing the same reps, referee matches. You know, um, it's the old cliche. If it's not broke, don't fix it. You know what I mean? And from the videos that I watched and from the study that I've been doing, even still to this day, you know, I still go back and I watch a lot of things as a fan, you know, of Cactus League Wrestling. And uh, there will be a lot of the same things that they've seen 
but there will also be a lot of interesting and exciting changes to the promotion. And can you share, you know, even tease a little bit about what some of those changes fans may expect? Um, like I said earlier, the women's championship is definitely a big one. Um, championships in general, you know, the actual physical championship belts will definitely be mm-hmm. changing. Um, we're working on different ideas for that right now. Um, there will be a lot more storyline. That That's a bigger change um, that I feel like some some indie, you know, promotions are missing. And I, I believe that the storylines is really, they're, they're really the harder wrestling, you know. So um, definitely something that you're going to see a big change in immediately. Sweet. I can't wait for that. Yeah, that is going to be very, very uh, interesting to, to see. I think um, storyline-driven work, I know for me as a wrestling fan, was always one of my biggest uh, draws into wrestling. Um, but it, it does sound like that's also a challenge on the independent level. Um, well, what is your thoughts on that, on creating storyline-driven content for, for you know, uh, not only local fans, but like even Mario said, mm-hmm. maybe to white to reach a wider audience of people outside of Arizona. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry, could you go over that question one more time? Yeah, I was just going to ask him. Kind of, what are what are your thoughts <laughs> on on how maybe some of the challenges or or how modern wrestling storylines have to be developed in order to mm-hmm. not only draw in local fans, but from fans from outside of the state. Right, right. I see what you're saying. Um, it's definitely going to be a challenge in it because it's a change. You know, it's something that we only see on, you know, the big company level, the big TV promotions and things like that. You know, we see those real well-written out storylines and things like that and introducing it to the independent scene will definitely be a challenge. And I think the biggest challenge of it would just be making that change and having it accepted, you know, having it accepted the fact that it's okay for independent circuits to have, you know, these big, <clears throat> these big written out storylines that actually get the fans involved. And I feel like as far as reaching out to other fans, it would be, you know, purely uh, fan promotion, you know, word of mouth, social media, things like that. Because um, one thing that we're definitely going to be working on, another big change in Cactus League is going to be consistent, you know, uh, consistent shows, you know, things to look forward to. You know, you go to one show, and you already know the date for the next show, you know, so you can stay in tune with the storyline and stay in tune with everything that we got going on here at Cactus League. I don't want it to be a, a sometime thing. You know, it's not a part-time thing. I want it to be full-time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I mean, you know, that'd be something new around here. I mean, no disrespect to our promotions here, but I know, like, sometimes, like, if we go to one month of a show, like, all of a sudden, like, you know, they start off something good, and you come to the next month to a next show, you're just like, uh, what happened here? Like you had something going good and all of a sudden just kind of like, like did a 180 or 360 altogether. Like, uh, what the heck happened? You know what I mean? So something like that to expect from CLW as a fan, you know, for me who just sits in the audience and like enjoys the show. I mean, that'd be pretty exciting where like, you know, be like, okay, I can't wait to come in. I'm like, I better start saving some money or something, you know, to come in. Like, I don't know, Marcus, if you're planning on, doing like these shows like I don't know once a week twice a week or every three weeks but you know for a fan like me mm-hmm. I'm like you know what yeah for sure I'm like I'm start saving some money for the next show I'll be like so I want to tune in come in and be real interested on what happens because I know one storyline that Texas League Wrestling did pretty well was um a tag team match with um Johnny Suave Roman Roman Alexander gets um I forgot the two other gentlemen's name but um it was for the CLW tag team titles and Roman 
Alexander's career. And that actually drew my attention. I actually got into that storyline because I know Roman Alexander pretty mm-hmm. well. So, you know, making that story believable to me, I mean, some people, I, don't, I can't speak for them, but I don't know if they were interested in that storyline or not. But I know I got real interested in it because, you know, like I said, I know Roman pretty well. And I'm just like, I don't want to see him retire, you know, because like I say, he is a good wrestler. But as soon as that match happened and when Johnny Suave and um, Roman Alexander won the belt and Roman was going to still continue wrestling, that actually got to me. Like I almost got actually a little teary-eyed, you know, knowing mm-hmm. that, oh, cool, you know, Roman's going to stay active as a wrestler with Johnny Suave and defend the tag title. So stuff like that is where a fan like me who watches everything, you know, gets drawn into because, you know, you got to give and take, as I use, for example, like when there's a storyline, you know, because WWE at one point was good at doing that too. Like they'll give in to you, then all of a sudden they'll take it back, like where you get drawn into uh-huh. it so much, you know. And so I'm, so to me, I think that's what's kind of missing here in Southern Arizona, where they try to do storylines where you want to give it out to the audience, then as a writer for the show, you know, then that's where you, pull it back in where you get the audience hooked up to it where you want get that um expression out of them either you know when they're angry i mean hopefully they don't start throwing stuff in the ring but like when they're angry right or you know there's a big pop in the crowd where everybody's excited you know or to the point where you get some of the fans in attendance where they start bawling out crying and everything so to me i think Mm -hmm. you know that should happen more step before with texas league wrestling but how you're presenting it marcus i could definitely see that happening for sure in the near future for Cactus League Wrestling. Most definitely, and that's that, that emotion that was talked about. Like That's what I'm going for, for somebody to remember a storyline and say how much they were invested into the storyline. And that's that incentive to show up to the next show to continue the storyline. That's that consistency that I was getting to earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think Mario had a good example of a storyline that uh, incorporated lots of different things. Of course, you had, you know, uh, wrestlers that the Southern Arizona scene was very familiar with on Johnny Suave and Roman Alexander. But then on the other side, you had the impeccable um, uh-huh. Kit Raff and uh, Kia Tamuri, and they were based out of California. They didn't really, fans didn't really get to see them anywhere else. Um, in Arizona, right. except for, for Cactus League. So mm-hmm. it's kind of that balance as well, where you have talent here that you can build up, but also bringing in uh, other talent that, I mean, the, the Impeccables were a really fun tag team and played a great dynamic. Oh, yeah. So it's also picking the right people from either, you know, outside of, of Southern Arizona or the state to bring in and how they're going to be good foils and good matchups for, you know, the, the people that you want to build up. Um, and you may even get surprised at how well some of that other talent gets, you know, um, received here. But I, I can imagine that's, that's a tricky element of being a promoter, is it not? Oh, it's very tricky, yeah, trying to figure out those storylines and things like that trying to figure out who goes well together. It's a very tricky portion of it. I totally and, agree. And with, yeah. With that, I know a lot of times promoters will take a, a big role in building storylines and writing them and developing. A lot of times, uh, sometimes they'll, they'll have the talent okay. and then the wrestlers have an, uh, a, a role in that. What would you say mm-hmm. is kind of your leadership style as as a promoter? What would people expect out of Marcus McGee as a promoter? Are, are you know do you feel like you are a lot more on and you like more of that creative control, or do you um, 
let the, the wrestlers have more of that control and you kind of guide them, or is it somewhere in the middle? Um, I would say it's more of the me being in control of the storylines and things and the team that I've been developing, you know, uh, a writer, things like that, and close people to wrestling that really understand it because, like I said earlier, I definitely I believe in a traditional wrestling promotion. You know, um, the promoter and the writers, you know, they get the storyline together. The wrestlers, performers, they don't need to have to stress about, you know, oh, I need to figure this out for my match. And they need to focus on their craft. That way, when everybody's in a role, the entire show will go much smoother and it be much more appreciated, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, Marcus, whatever you do, just don't get somebody like Jim Cornette, and then you should be fine. <laughs> Jim Cornette? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I think we'll avoid having you. kind of got cut off. Okay, is, uh, mm-hmm. can you hear me yeah. again? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're, you're sounding good. Okay, cool. Um, did you guys catch the last thing I said, or was that just out? Go ahead and repeat it. I know I, we heard that you're laughing a little bit about the idea of Jim Cornette, and we didn't know if there was anything else attached to that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I, I kind of just laughed that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's better it's better left mm. to just to, to laugh it off. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's there's also you know you bring up a good point about kind of the expectations of what wrestlers would have uh, as far as working with Cactus League and this year was a very big year in in which a lot of promotions got called out for their locker room backstage even company environment being inclusive being supportive of all of you know the members of the roster you know mm-hmm. what do you uh, what kind of luck, what kind of environment do you think Cactus League will be for um, not only, you know, new wrestlers who come into the company, but maybe some that have worked with the company before? Um, what what would you say is going to be, you know, the way that you hope the locker is, is uh, set? Yeah, obviously, um, I would hope that the locker room is very professional. You know, everybody can respect everybody. You know, in, in this world and in every, you know, profession there is disagreement but i will hope that we can have the locker room to where everyone's accepted and everyone can get past this you know and everyone can just have that mutual understanding that we're all here for the same thing we're going to keep it professional we're here to entertain the crowd and go home you know and mm-hmm. have that crowd remember us for good reasons opposed to hearing about that backstage drama you know after the show when they're reading up on forms and things like that like i would want it to be real professional everything so, Marcus, would you consider yourself, like, the locker room leader, or would you have someone, a wrestler in the locker room to be the locker room leader? Because, I mean, you know, since you're going to be taking over the promotion, I mean, I know for someone like you, would probably be one of the locker room leaders, and if you could have another wrestler be a locker room leader, like, how would you guys um prep up the locker room? Like, what kind of, like, motivation would you give to those wrestlers? And So, I would... I would want to consider myself the locker room standard uh, opposed to the locker room. I would, um, mm-hmm. you know, save that for a more veteran um, wrestler to be the locker room leader because, you know, that's the backstage things. That's how wrestling goes. Um, I would, I say the locker room standard because I will set an example of what I expect, you know, my locker room to be like, and I will hold that standard up, you know, through myself yeah. and through giving out what I expect to receive back. Um, as far as the environment and motivation goes, my biggest thing is always make the fans remember you. Make the make 
the fans remember your storyline, how Mario remembers the Roman Alexander retirement angle. You know, like that's if, yeah. if you're not coming here to paint that picture, then what are you here for? You know, because that's all we're here for, to entertain, to tell a story, to make the fans remember the story and to make them come back. I agree. So, Marcus, uh, the Cactus League Wrestling social media page recently made a teaser announcement on the date, uh, about the date, <laughs> December oh, yeah. 11th. Uh, yeah. Can you tell us more about what that date is? What, you know, what... What was that teaser all about? Because it, it was literally just dropping the date, and that was it. No yeah. other details, information, signs. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was um that was because on December 11th and 12th, uh, we'll be having a show. Um, oh, okay. Can't announce the venue yet, um, and the card isn't released yet, but um, we're going to be having a double show December 11th and 12th, which are on a Friday and a Saturday. And that's why I kind of dropped that piece. Um, it was one of those things that, you know, what's understood don't have to be explained. Like, I knew that everyone understood that. I knew that you would ask me that question. You know, a lot of people have been asking me that <laughs> question. And I've been saving it for right now. So, two shows, December 11th and 12th, that Cactus mm-hmm. League will be making its return. Um, and, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. You got any other things that you can maybe use or, or let us know about with these shows, with, you know, what what uh, fans can expect or, or mm-hmm. uh, even just, you know, what kinds of information may be released over the next few weeks as, as you, uh, you know, are, are able to share more with, with fans in Southern Arizona? Right. So over the next uh, few weeks, there will be some name drops going on, you know, the people and the talent ending the first show. Uh, as far as teasers go, I will say that there will be a lot of uh, championship activity going on, and I'll leave it at that. Okay. Can't wait, then. It's going to be yeah, exciting. I mean, it's going to be a good show, and especially the doubles. And uh, there's a very, you know, particular reason why I chose to have two shows in a row uh, next to each other opposed to just one. Okay. So that, too, is a teaser, that there, there's a connection between mm-hmm. these two shows. Oh, most definitely. They're definitely connected. So that was a lot of information. Yeah, I know. Can't can't wait till till December. Um, that really is mm-hmm. uh, very big news for Southern Arizona fans who, of course, you know, to what is happening, have had limited opportunities uh, to be at wrestling shows. Now, I know you haven't. You're not able to announce the venue yet, but wrestling promotions all over the U.S. have had to adapt to a new world with the pandemic and seating capacity, uh, you know, adding a space, uh, you know, and, and, and needing different types of venues in order to help support, you know, um, you know, social distancing measures, uh, of course, you know, personal protective equipment as, as far as masks and those types of things. Um, right. Can you share a little bit about that change as a promoter now planning a show you know, how how are those being taken into consideration? So with the um, social distancing, we take that very serious. You know, we're um, we're not trying to get around anything. We are trying to exercise things to our advantage. You know, as far as capacity space goes, what can we do to make it, you know, still, uh, you know, event where a lot of people can attend, but there's still space, you know, with the pandemic going on. So that's the challenge. The challenge is, We've never been, not in this, you know, and not in our generation. So the challenge is just accepting the fact that it is real and that this is a new problem that we have to face and there is no exact end date for it. You know, I think that's the biggest challenge, just adapting to something that we've never had to go through. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, because you see how 
WWE does the virtual thing, and you see how AEW mm-hmm. has some fans, but not a lot of fans, where they are kind of spaced out and everything. So I was thinking mm-hmm. about, you know, like when wrestling here in Tucson was to ever come back, like how would CLW do it? Because they have done that to VFW post. Now I'm just like, mm, if they were to do that to VW post again, I mean, definitely there's going to have to be a lot of spacing. But then I told myself, well, what if, what if they do it outside? I mean, I know right now in Tucson, it's very beautiful and cold out there in the morning, late evenings, but during the day, you know, you're like, cooking out there still so it's kind of like you know if clw was to come back you know before you announce the date like let's say they came back you know late november early december like i could see you know clw doing a show like during the day you know like kind of like how they do like everybody sits in their cars like kind of like towards the Mm -hmm. ring and have like the wrestlers still do their thing and everybody just sits in their cars so i was kind of seeing you know CLW do that here, like, say, for example, like at the Pima County Fairgrounds here, for example, of that. Mm-hmm. But now since you have the dates and everything in December 11th and 12th, so I'm kind of curious, Marcus, how you're planning on, you know, setting up the, the show, you know, with fans, you know, like if you're going to space them or, you know, maybe have an outside show, you know. So, mm-hmm. I mean, pretty curious to see how you're going to, have the show and everything. So, I mean, if you don't want to say how you're going to do it, I'm perfectly fine with that. Cause, I mean, I, I love surprises. I know Cactus League for a while, like you go to the VFW, like they always had the ring and the entrance set up differently. So that's always like a nice little surprise. So um, if you don't mm-hmm. want to say how you tell us how you're going to do it, that's perfectly fine. I mean, like I said, I love surprises. Yeah. I mean, either way, regardless of, you know, how we, um, and it will be announced before how it's going to happen, but, uh, it, it, it's got to be one of two things. It either has to be social distancing indoors or we have to use social distancing with open or open air. But either way, we have to, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, December 11th and 12th, uh, the world will know. All right. We won't say a word. We'll just say December 11th and 12th. <laughs> Write it down. Yep. That's, that's, the, that's December 11th, dot, dot, dot. And that's, uh, that's the only teaser so far. <laughs> you got to get people wanting it. <laughs> I agree. So on top of Cactus League, the promotion, you also have bought the rights and ownership to the Cactus League wrestle. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. And can you share us a little bit, too, uh, about, you know, now, you know, being a promoter on top of that, also running a a school um, that trains, uh, you know, uh, people throughout Southern Arizona um, to to become part of of the world of pro wrestling. Um, What has that endeavor been like? Also, again, compared to being a fan, being a wrestler, and now being a promoter, you also have this mm-hmm. school. Now, how does that all tie in together? All it ties in together wonderfully. Now, um, I enjoy the school so much. Right now, uh, we actually have a development class going on at the school. I'm actually, it's a lot of fun uh, being here at the school, uh, watching the guys and girls train, you know, watching from a different perspective this time. Because I'm watching, luckily, I'm watching from all three. I'm watching them, I'm watching them train and realizing what it feels like to be inside from a wrestler's point of view and now the new view of a promoter. So, I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's very rewarding. And how did you decide and pick who was going to train 
become instructors at the school because as you mentioned too you know the influence that your instructors had at when when you were starting in your career uh, has an impact on on you know how the course of your career can run uh and that's mm-hmm. such a vital part in the development of any young wrestler you know what was some you have as trainers and can you share a little bit about who is currently you know some of the instructors at the Cactus League wrestling school Oh, yeah, most definitely. So our head trainer here, um, currently the only in-ring trainer, is Mac Havoc. Um, I'm sure you guys know that name. If not, uh, he's been wrestling for over a decade. Um, very seasoned veteran in the ring, very knowledgeable, very high ring IQ, and he does he does a great job training. And he was here before I got here, so I didn't have to search for him. Uh, basically, what I did when I got here, I just analyzed everything. You know, I was just very observant, and, and I knew for sure you know, with his relationship with the girls and guys here and his uh, commitment to train and commitment to see changes and see them get better. Like, I knew that if that wasn't going to be replaceable. Mm-hmm. And uh, then as far as the changes that I've made as far as staff here at the training school, uh, I implemented someone as the head of development, which, like I just mentioned a few minutes ago, there's a development class going on as we speak. And um, that's something that I felt like was important. That's something that was missing from Cactus League Wrestling. That's something that's missing in a lot of wrestling promotions. You know, actually showing people, hey, you know, this is the character that you are. This is how you get in touch with this character. This is how you get the crowd in touch with this character. You know, there was none of that, you know. So that's definitely something that I had to end immediately. Marcus, what was your first impressions about the Cactus League Wrestling School? Like, what was your thoughts, you know, like what? Like, how did you feel about it, like, when you first seen it? When I first seen it, I was kind of nervous. I, I will say my emotion was not, and I think back when. I didn't know exactly what to expect. I know that I've been through a, a couple different wrestling schools and things like that, and I know that um, sometimes not everyone gets along. Sometimes there's politics here and there, but I will say that I was very relieved by the, by the class that we had, you know, and we've been getting new people. And it's just so exciting for people coming up. And, you know, people are getting better and better. And the short time I've been here, I've seen people improve so much. So uh, my first impression of nervousness has uh, subsided into happiness. Mm. Um, so, like, when you talk to the new kids, like, since you've been through train school before, like, what kind of advice do you give them or do you give them advice at all? I just the, – the biggest advice that I give, make sure that whatever you're – you know, it's so much harder um, – in a world where we have these uh, alter egos, if that's an okay term, hopefully I don't get bashed for that, but the alter egos or personas, you know, it's, it's generally called. It's like, it's, it's already hard enough to step into someone else, you know, let alone when that someone else isn't really like you. So the advice that I give is, you know, make sure that you have a lot of, like your character should be an amplified version of yourself. You know, we're obvious and things like that, but that's that's the biggest advice I can give, you know, and, and actually take it serious and make sure you're showing up as often as possible so you can get trained and be safe in it. Right. And very, very true. Uh, I think safety is one of the most vital things of, of any wrestling school and to train not only uh, your students to, to be safe, but to work safely with others. Um, mm. So that that's a very big aspect that it. Uh, that you know every wrestling school needs to to focus on mm-hmm. yeah most definitely safety is safety is always the number one priority you know you got to make sure that you're working safe and that you're working with someone who is safe you know that's the most important thing 
or else we can't do without that, you know? Yeah, I'd like to I, say, you know, go oh, ahead. I was going to say, like, exactly like to say there's an expression, like, it takes two to tangle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Most definitely. I, I was going to quickly ask, um, is the training facility also training in other roles? Um, I know that there are schools that also focus on referees, managers, mm-hmm. announcers, um, even, you know, ring crew, production crew. Um, what mm-hmm. other training opportunities uh, are available uh, with the Cactus League Training Center? So, so far we have the in-ring um, training, obviously, and then we have referees, uh, as you mentioned, and we also have managers. Uh, as far as commentary and, you know, announcer training and things like that, we haven't got to that yet. And as far as ring crew, uh, we, we train all of the wrestlers who are training here to work with. You know, you in this business, you have to pay your dues and you have to make sure that you uh, cover your bases especially to start. you got to gain that respect from everybody around you, and you need to know how to do these things so once you go to other from you can help out and be an asset. Well, Marcus, we're coming into the end of this interview, and we have just a few final questions uh, mm. that we would like to ask you. One of them is kind of more of a word association game uh, that I'd like to, to play, uh, if that's all right with you. But I'd like to get your thoughts uh, first off, we'll talk, uh, we'll do what it is and what it's not is what it's called. Um, so mm-hmm. we'll start off with that, you know, for, for fans who have either been to a Cactus League show or this is their first time, you know, hearing about Cactus League, uh, a lot of times, you know, there's always a gray area, but a lot of times promotions can kind of describe themselves, you know, what they are and what they're not as far as what fans can expect. So what are things um that that you would say are words that you would describe to describe what cactus league wrestling is um the first thing that comes to mind is hard work love passion dedication to the craft itself you know um that's sums up with and what would you say what cactus league wrestling not trouble <laughs> uh born <laughs> um man now that list can go on forever let me think the same that that's probably should be at the top of the one one thing that Cactus League wrestling definitely is not is the same. Really, are are there any kind of final words that you have for the listeners of, of this uh, podcast of this interview that you would like to share that you haven't been able to to mention thus far? Um, whether it's a shout out or any things you didn't get to reveal yet, or anything that you would just like to share about yourself or Cactus League wrestling. Uh, definitely, one thing uh, I want to do. Uh, definitely say about Cactus League Wrestling. Anyone who's listening to this and that's a wrestling fan and maybe wants to think about becoming a wrestler, um, if they contact us on Facebook or Instagram, you know, we can set up a meeting and maybe get them enrolled here at the Cactus League Training School to actually help them live their dream, you know? That's definitely something that I uh, want to mention. Mario, I want to give you off of the floor. Anything else that you would like to ask uh, Marcus McGee on behalf of the Desert Wrestling Podcast? On behalf of the Desert Wrestling Podcast? Yeah, uh, Marcus. Well, actually, it wouldn't be a question, but Marcus, um, if you ever um, need some input, um, advice, opinions about anything, you know, you're more than welcome to ask me or my podcast, you know, because there are some wrestlers here or some other promoters here in Southern Arizona, like where they will ask, you know, about our opinions, like on how the show was or anything, you know, and we're more welcome mm-hmm. to give you, you know, some pointers, like maybe let's say the lighting, for example, the lighting could be like a little dimmer or a little brighter as 
to that. So, you know, we're more than welcome to, you know, give you our input, like maybe like, you know, to improve something, maybe something was just exactly right where we enjoyed it or, you know, like maybe add, have like some of these wrestlers add a little more flavor, you know, to their style or something. So, you know, we're more welcome to, you know, give you input, like, you know, or even help you out in general, like we ever need it. Okay, yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. I will definitely uh, utilize that because I do care a lot about feedback, especially from someone that's in, into the wrestling community as you and also Miranda. Yeah. yeah, I know nothing about lighting. We talked about this earlier. I have to, <laughs> I, so don't, yeah, don't come to me with that because I'm just going to, uh, you know, I'm going to be worried about my face. If my face looks good under that lighting, that's all I care about. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm, I'm a little yeah, self like for that, from. but... <laughs> You know, but, I, you know, I feel good on everyone else. So maybe that's what the, the gauge is. But, uh, no, uh, Marcus, can you let uh, listeners know where they can find you on social media and Cactus League Wrestling on social media? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, Cactus League Wrestling on Facebook and Instagram. Those are the two main sources for any information that you will need to know about Cactus League Wrestling. And that's, that's it. You know, um, just those Facebook and Instagram at Cactus League Wrestling. So, everyone, thank you so much for listening to this exclusive collaboration between the Hashtag Miranda Show and the Desert Wrestling Podcast. A big thank you to our uh, interviewee, uh, Marcus McGee, the owner of Cactus League Wrestling, the time out of his day to share with us some exclusive information regarding Cactus League Wrestling restarting later on this year some of the adjustments and and changes the company has made, but also things the company is still going to be keeping the same. Uh, We eagerly awaiting news on what will be happening on December 11th and 12th. Seems like social media is going to be the best place for that. So as Marcus mentioned, follow on Facebook and Instagram. Of course, you also Mm -hmm. should be following the Desert Wrestling Podcast, social media. Uh, Check out some of their previous episodes on Spotify and on iTunes. And, of course, while you're at it, you can listen to previous episodes of the Hashtag Miranda Show uh, on your favorite podcast streaming platform like Spotify, Google, iTunes, and, of course, exclusively on thechairshot.com. For Mario Martinez, I'm Miranda Morales. Thank you all so much for joining us on this. And, hey, you know what? We had a lot of fun, so we may do this again soon, but you guys got to listen to find out. Everyone, take care. Mario, got got any goodbyes to say for the listeners? Actually, yes. Well, I was going to do our, you know, on our recent previous episodes of Dares of Wrestling Podcast, you know how, like, we always have that quote saying, like, toward the end of our shows? Yeah. I don't know if ahead, Marcus yeah. wants to do it. I don't know if Marcus wants to do it, but, you know, um, I was going to kind of do The Rock, you know, because since Cactus League is coming back, so let me do a little oh, rock yeah. thing. Let me see. Hold okay. on. <clears throat> Finally, <laughs> Cactus League come home. I mean, I could have done it better, but I was, I'm a little excited because Cactus League is basically is coming home next month so uh, I, that, I love uh, it that's definitely the best way to end this show I'm so glad that you got to do that <laughs> what a great Every time Marcus, Marcus do you want to add into that too maybe add some your maybe quote to the end of the show the words that I want to leave off on December 11th dot 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 December 12th that's it thechairshot.com always use your head <laughs>